Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So the other day I was talking to someone who's relatively new to working a strong bright line eating program. And she said, I said, how are you this morning? And she said, I'm good. It was so weird though, because I woke up this morning bright and alert at 5.30 a.m. after seven hours of sleep, which is so not like me. And I laughed and I said, yep, that is your brain changing. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, that just happens. That's not a weird thing. That's a completely normal thing. That's what happens when you do bright line eating. And so I started to explain to her the way the brain works and the body works around meal timing and circadian rhythm. So I wanted to share this with you because you might be like me and really excited to hear that as a result of just doing bright line eating, nothing special, nothing extra, just what we do around here, which is eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner with nothing in between, right? Not eating any bites of food or, uh, you know, caloric beverages or anything like that between dinner and breakfast. And that's it, right? No sugar, no flour in there, of course, but um, just the not eating between dinner and breakfast causes a certain cascade of changes in the brain and the body that are predictable and will impact systems beyond what you're thinking. If you're just here to shed a few pounds, well, I got some news for you. Some additional benefits are likely to creep into the mix. And it has to do with meal timing and circadian rhythm. So circadian rhythm is the 24-hour biological clock, right? It's um, governed by the suprachiasmatic nucleus of the hypothalamus, which is like, oh, about two inches behind my finger right in there, kind of hard to point to because it's like just just a couple, of, just behind the forehead really. And um, deep in the brain, uh, the hypothalamus is part of, you know, the, some of the older structures in the brain. It's not cortex, it's not the newer part of the human brain. It's deep rooted old stuff. But it turns out that what we used to know about how the circadian rhythm is governed by the SCN, the suprachiasmatic nucleus of the hypothalamus, is only part of the story. The old story goes like this. Light comes into the eyeballs. Um, that resets the 24-hour biological clock. We know from old research where they um, closed people up in caves or um, uh enclosed structures, maybe in space or whatever, with no access to light other than their own ability to turn on and off lights when they wanted to, but no awareness of like a sun rising or setting. We know that the natural biological clock on average is slightly longer than 24 hours. It's like 24.2, 24. whatever, which doesn't seem like much of a big deal, but add that up over time, and like, oh, a few months down the road, night would be day and day would be night. You'd be all um, discombobulated. So light comes in through the eyeballs and resets the circadian clock every day to daylight, to, okay, it's daytime, resets it. We've known that for a long time. Here's the latest version of the story. Oh, by the way, 
meal timing is probably just as important as light exposure or I don't know how to gauge it, but super duper duper important to circadian functioning because almost every cell in the body has circadian clock cells. Like circadian clocks are are everywhere distributed throughout the body, especially in organs that are processing food and experiencing the impact of your meal timing. So when, um, you know, the digestive organs receive that food and then um, the kidneys and the liver need to like take all the toxins and flush it all out. And then the bowels need to release that food and all that. There are circadian clocks involved in all those processes. So when you're eating late at night, like most people do. So this amazing researcher named Sachin Panda from Southern California, PhD professor, one of the um, groundbreaking leading edge scientists in circadian biology. Um, when Sachin Panda studied when do people actually eat because he was curious about these circadian clocks and how they were impacted by meal timing, what he found was that in America, on average, people are eating until the last moment before they pass out. Like you can picture it, right? Like um, eating some chips while watching late night TV, right? Simple and then consuming calories almost immediately upon awakening. You can picture it, right? Cream and sugar in first cup of coffee, anyone? Or something, almond milk or whatever in a first cup of coffee? Which meant that their fasting window was almost nil. Like they would just sleep maybe six hours, which is the American average right now. And they were only getting six, six and a half hours without consuming food. And so they were consuming food well after the sun went down, telling their bodies it's daytime. That's what food going into the system means. It's daytime. Taking all of their circadian clocks in their organs and cells and throwing them off and out of sync from the circadian clock in the brain. And now everything's akimbo. It's light, it's day, it's night, it's... What this does is it throws the circadian rhythm out of whack and it blunts it. So what does it mean to have a blunted circadian rhythm? Well, in practical terms, it means you're groggy during the day and you don't sleep well at night. Because a robust circadian rhythm has all of the hormones and rhythms of awakeness and asleepness attuned to the circadian clock, the 24 hour cycle, where you want the hormone melatonin that says it's time to be really drowsy and sleep really hard. You want that releasing only at a certain time of the day marked by your circadian rhythm, right? You want your urine production to shut off overnight so you're not having to get up to pee all night long. You want um, your uh, hormones like cortisol and so forth that govern arousal and awakeness to be like strong first thing in the morning to, you know, feel alert. You all, there's all these hormones that dictate how you feel in terms of awake, alert, groggy, all that stuff, right? And if your circadian rhythm is robust and strong, then you sleep hard and well at night and you wake up refreshed 
and rarin to go and your cognitive functioning, your memory, your alertness, all strong through the day. Nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, your eyes are starting to droop. No matter how good the evening is, doesn't matter. It's time for bed. You go to sleep, you sleep hard, you wake up 5 a.m., 6 a.m., ready to go feed the horses <laughs> like they used to do in the olden days, right? That is all the result of proper inputs to your circadian biology in terms of light exposure and meal timing. So when you shift from the American pattern uh, and Western pattern, universal, standard, global, poor eating diet pattern of snacking all day long, late into the night, nibbling long into the evening hours, eating your last bites of food before you pass out at night, sleeping a little bit poorly, and then feeling groggy, and dumping a bunch of stuff into a first cup of coffee first thing in the morning, right? All of a sudden you got this 24 hour clock that's um, hardly seeing any difference between day and night in terms of light exposure, which, oh, by the way, all the lights that we have at night, that's problematic too, all that blunts the circadian rhythm. When you first start bright line eating and you break away from that and you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner and really holding to the no, I don't eat anymore after dinner because I do bright line eating now. Within a short period of time, how long? Not that long, a couple months, you know. Your whole biology shifts over to this healthy, long ago, um, tried and true, tested meal pattern of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then a long fasting window that tells your brain and your body, all your circadian cells in all those organs, it's nighttime. We don't eat at nighttime. All the digestion happens, a whole process called autophagy kicks in. I'll shoot a vlog about that at some point, but it's basically the healing and repair of all of your cells. That only kicks in after you haven't eaten for, oh, 10, 12 hours. Another good reason to have a long fasting window and lo and behold, you find yourself thinking, that was weird. I just woke up alert and refreshed at 5.30 a.m. after seven hours of sleep. Yeah, baby, not so weird. Welcome to Bright Line Eating. If you want to learn more about the circadian clock, check out Sachin Panda's book. It's amazing. It's called The Circadian Code. Really interesting read. But you know, or you could just put your food on the scale and eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner according to the Bright Line Eating Plan and get all the benefits anyway. What he talks about in that book, it's what we do. It's just how we live. And the result is deep sleep at night, awaking early in the morning, feeling refreshed and feeling alert, cognitively present all through the day and then tired in the evening again when it's time to sleep. What a blessing, right? And that's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.